Hello, dog fans. This is Preston Dunyon, the host of the Dog Pack Podcast. Absolutely thrilled to be here today, even more so than usual, because, well, it was a great week in Husky athletics. We had a football game for the first time in almost a year, and it was a win, and we had a great signing day across a number of our Husky athletic programs. So a lot of great things to talk about. We're going to get into that in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you that while we can't be in the stadiums, in person, celebrating our dogs, we can stay connected. And the best way to do that is to follow the Dog Pack on our social media platforms. That's at UW Dog Pack on Twitter and TikTok and at UW underscore Dog Pack on Instagram. That's the best way to keep up with all the things that we're doing to stay engaged and be the best student section and best community that we can be. So stick with us there and go dogs. In some classic Pac-12 After Dark action, the Huskies win their first game of the season, 27-21 over Oregon State, late, late at night, through the rain for Jimmy Lake's first win, and they get their seventh straight season opener at home win and their ninth straight against the Beavers. A lot of winning there, and it might sound like it was easy, but it sure wasn't. This was a tough game. It was fought till the very last minute. Lots of exciting things, lots of answers to questions we've had all offseason, it was a show, and there's a lot to be excited about and a lot to uh, stay intrigued about heading into this week against Arizona, another home game for the Huskies. So this game saw a flurry of first-half points by both teams with a 24-21 halftime advantage for the Huskies, and uh, I, for one, was a little scared that our 71-game streak of not allowing 35-plus points would be broken, but it didn't happen. Because there were no points scored in the second half until 1.45 to go in the fourth quarter. It was a Peyton Henry field goal. Put the dogs ahead by six and um, put our defense in a bit of a better position to kind of seal the deal there. Which Asa Turner did brilliantly with an interception on fourth and six. This game got scary at moments. There was, you know, flashes and stops for both teams on both sides of the ball. But we came away with the win and... Uh, The phrase that sticks with me is a win, is a win, is a win. So we got the win, and there's a lot to be excited about, a lot of answers to questions we had. As I said, we were all wondering who was going to be quarterback. Jimmy Lake is a mastermind of hiding the truth and hiding the answer from us, so props to him for that. It was Dylan Morris. He had a a pretty solid game. I think a lot of people are maybe concerned that they weren't Thrilled with his numbers, but you have to take a lot of things into account. The first thing is the weather. This was some dog weather out there. Um, It was nasty. It was rainy. It was windy. You're not going to have a potent passing attack in that sort of conditions any game, no matter who you are. So we got to discount that right there. Second of all, um, another great stat that I saw from Husky Football News, which is a great Twitter account run by our athletic department, Kind of compared the first games for freshman quarterbacks for the Huskies, um, some recent notable quarterbacks. um, And Dylan Morris's game was on par with Jake Browning's first start at Boise State and uh, Jake Locker's first start against Syracuse. So those are some pretty good guys to be in company with. If if, uh, Dylan Morris can have the same trajectory as our Jakes, we are in great hands. So nothing to be concerned about on the passing side of things, but I do want to highlight one of my positives listed here which was an excellent ground game. 267 yards rushing for the Huskies came from the three-headed monster of running backs. Um, We know him as the stable. 
At the front of the stable this weekend was Sean McGrew, who had 91 yards on only nine touches and a touchdown. A thrilling first quarter, first half for him. He came out of the gates firing on all cylinders and uh, looked unstoppable and even untouchable at times. He really put on a show, and um, that was scary. But what made it even scarier was his companions in the backfield. Um, Kamari Pleasant, another senior, put up 61 yards and a touchdown. He had a great game, his first touchdown in a while. And uh, Richard Newton added 41 yards to that total of 267. These guys will not only run to a first down, but they'll run through people to get there. I think it's fairly rare to have those punishing running backs who run with that violent, kind of reckless style. And and not in reckless football style, but just in the sense of, I'm going to run through guys. I don't care what it takes to get there. I know where I'm going. I don't have to be too cute about my running style. I'm just going to get there. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It's rare to have that. I think we have three of those guys right now in one backfield, and they're all playing at the highest level. That's going to be really scary for Pac-12 defenses to contend with. We're talking about a group that can rotate in for each other all the time. You're going to have a fresh running back on the field throughout the game. You can run Sean McGrew like crazy in the first half, and if he's getting worn down a little bit, you've got two other guys you can look to who have great experience, who've played a whole bunch, they've scored touchdowns, they're going to get the job done too. So no matter who is the feature back of the week, the other two guys are going to be mixed in there. They're going to be contributing a whole bunch. So many things to be excited about on the ground. This was not just a product of Oregon State's defense, who I really think is somewhat underrated. But I would say 267 here uh, translates to probably 150 or more against everybody else. So watch out, Pac-12. We've got some beasts in the backfield here for the Huskies. Another highlight was the standouts on defense. Two guys, Edifuan Ulifoshio and Zion Tupuola Fetui. These guys were superstars. They've got difficult names for the announcers to pronounce. I know they were having difficulty with that, but they better get used to it because Eddie and ZTF are going to be names that you're going to hear on Saturday this year, in the coming years, and on Sunday a little bit after that. Um, They both came up clutch in different scenarios and forced Oregon State mistakes when it really counted. Eddie was getting, you know, a hand on the ball. Zion was in the backfield creating all kinds of problems. It was beautiful to watch. That was uh, probably the best part of the defense was the pressure we were getting and the chaos that we could um, create with those two guys among a slew of other contributors that really stood out, you know. Young guys, people that maybe haven't started a whole lot of games, they're getting out there and they're making their opportunity count. So really thrilled with what they were able to do this weekend. I can't wait to see that translate into this next home game against Arizona. Um, but a couple things maybe to work on, things that we're kind of hoping to see some patching up between now and that next game. Uh, early special teams jitters were a little scary. Probably want to get those cleaned up. I know you've probably seen this video um, of that botched punt at the beginning. It's nothing too concerning. What's really key is that this mistake happened really early and how the team responded was critical. Jimmy Lake pointed this out in his post-game interview. Jaden Green got his act together. He had one bad snap. He's a true freshman. And after that, it was clean. You know, we had a really pretty well-executed special teams um, game from that point out. And that's what's key. A good long snapper, you don't even notice he's there. And that's kind of what happened with Jaden. He had a mistake, and that was in our head. But it was good. We were smooth sailing from there. 
Race Porter had an excellent punt, pinned him right at the one with Kyler Gordon's um, stopping it right there, downing it right there at the one. Brilliant special teams execution after an early mistake. We don't want those mistakes, but there's proof that the team can handle that. They're composed. These are guys that can keep their head on straight if something goes wrong. So as much as we want to smooth that out, it's nothing to be too concerned about because these are these are some, you know, heady players who can keep themselves focused and get back on track if anything does go wrong. Another thing, um, as I mentioned, the passing attack, you know, we have some elements that are kind of out of our control with the weather. And this is a debut for a freshman quarterback. But um, one thing was the handful of drops at the, in the early half of the game. That kind of hurt some of our drives that could have ended in points. And that could have just been the rain. And obviously, this is the first game for everybody. Really strange season. This is, you know, not your usual first game. And even then, a first game can't be interpreted as the be-all, end-all. Teams can you know, drastically change from week to week. And that first game is your first experience going up against guys that you don't practice against all the time. So as much as we might want to, don't read too much into this. I think that we've got a ton of weapons in that receiving core. We've got a a solid quarterback who made a great showing, you know, was very composed in a difficult first situation as a starter. And um, special teams, as I said, they recovered and they got right. So the things that we're concerned about, they're, they're easy to fix. We can do that. There's time, even in a short season, to get back on track with those. I think this was a great starting point. And the thing I go back to is the saying that a win is a win is a win is a win. Doesn't matter how we got there. We got the win. We beat the Beavers for the ninth straight year. Maybe the refs had some hand in that. Forget about it. It's over. It's a W in our column. We're moving on to Arizona. We're going to get the job done again next week, hopefully. Moving on to signing day, these class of 21 recruits, you can catch them at Husky Soccer Stadium in the coming years. Some really big names. I'm thrilled with who these teams signed. We're going to start with our men's soccer team. Coach Clark's squad added three in-state superstars, um, and Coach Clark himself said that he loves bringing in talented student-athletes from Washington State who know what being Husky is all about, and I think these guys are the definition of that, and I want to talk about each of these guys and highlight what they're going to bring to our team because this is a program that is contending for championships and these three uh, student athletes are going to contribute out of the gates and they're going to add to that pursuit of a natty. First of all, Cooper Brunel, he's a star midfielder ranked in the top 150 of all national prospects um, and he's got all the stats to prove it. Last season, 10 goals in 18 games for Crossfire Premier which is an absolute factory of UW soccer talent. We've got a handful of guys on the current roster who also played at Crossfire. So that's all the proof you need to know that players who contribute at Crossfire, they go and do great things in the purple and gold. Cooper is going to be no different. Um, Coach Clark raves about his soccer IQ and says he can play any position in the front six. So that's super exciting. That flexibility will be really exciting to watch in the coming years. And we can't wait to see Cooper out there on the field with the Huskies. Up next, Josh O'Brien. He has already made quite a name for himself in the state, starting for the Sounders youth team uh, this past season and being recognized on two of Washington's best 11 lineups. He's got incredible passion for the game and close ties to UW already, so I would not be surprised if we're hearing his name in action really soon. Coach Clark said they've known Josh for a long time, and I think we're all going to know Josh for a long time once he's out there on the field. 
scoring a whole bunch and contributing a lot to the Huskies' national title pursuit. Last but certainly not least, Chris Peretti is another recruit. He is coming from the other side of the state, but he's got a lot of winning experience already under his belt as a leader at Gonzaga Prep. Um, They made it deep into the state championship run last year, and he's got tremendous physicality and athleticism that the coaches are already raving about. The Pac-12 should be on watch already. Even though he's not on the program yet, he's still finishing up his senior year. Get ready, Pac-12. Chris is also a noted team player and leader, so he will make a great Husky for sure. These guys are going to contribute a ton to the team. This is, you know, those puzzle pieces that add to a contender and keep them atop the conference and atop the nation. So, you know, making it deep in the NCAA tournament is not just an anomaly. With guys like this adding to an already stellar roster, we've got so much to be excited about for Coach Clark's Husky soccer program. Be on the lookout for when they're back in action because this is going to be a very, very fun class to watch and a very, very fun season ahead. On the women's soccer side of things, Coach Van Dyke brings in her first recruiting class, and boy, is it a good one. Um, Only two signees here, but they are both immensely talented. First of all, Olivia Juarez. She's a great goalkeeper from Portland, Oregon, and she has quite a winning track record. Three state championships and two surf cups under her belt already. That's a lot of winning, and I think she's going to do a lot more of it here at UW, and um, her work and goal will help the dogs win a chip of their own. So... If you've got winning experience, you pick the right place to go. If you're from the state of Oregon, heading up north to the Huskies is a brilliant move. We're super excited to have Olivia. And joining her is Lily Ramos, a local talent at Defender from Bellevue. And uh, her experience playing at a high level at the ECNL Nationals and ODP Regional Camps will translate excellently and help her make a smooth transition to the college game and likely an early impact on the field. So the Husky women's soccer program had a great year, made it back to the national tournament, We've got a new coach and a couple of new players coming in uh, to bolster an already strong squad that's returning. I would not be surprised if the Huskies take another step forward this year. And then when we add Olivia and Lily for the coming fall, the talent's going to be off the charts. So both soccer programs had an excellent signing day this week. Um, We are super excited to add Cooper, Josh, Chris, Olivia, and Lily to the Husky family. Welcome to the dogs. The dog pack will be there rooting for you when you join us. Go dogs. Moving into Alaska Airlines Arena, let's take a look at our volley dogs who did all they needed to to lock down their winning ways over the next few years, bringing in four super prospects from up and down the West Coast. Coach Cook has already praised this group for their coaching to this point and their passion for UW, so it's really easy to see why he, and we cannot wait for this group to join the team in the fall. First among them is Lauren Bays. She's the fifth-ranked libero in the nation and the 41st-ranked player overall, hailing from Orange County, California. Lauren has accolades galore, winning all league honors as a sophomore and junior while leading her team on deep state playoff runs, and she's been named MVP of the all-tournament team at the 2019 Junior National Championships. Lauren looks to be an early contributor with this great experience and should be a great fit with the dogs from the get-go. Up next, we have Amani Bush, a 6'3 outside hitter from Campbell River, BC. Amani is also another player with great experience. She's had deep playoff runs 
um, with her secondary school there in Canada, three-time high school all-star and two-time club all-star, and she was a starter for Team Canada in the U18 World Championships in 2019. So we're talking about incredible experience at high levels on all stages of the sport, internationally and locally within her province. This is a stellar player who will have an easy transition to the UW, and she'll join a great line of outside hitters. She's got great height, and as Coach Cook has pointed out, a ton of potential that has already translated into a ton of progress and development as a great player. Super excited about Imani and Lauren. And another player we're excited about, Audra Wilms, another outside hitter. She is from Westland, Oregon. She's 6'1", and just like the other two, has a ton, a ton of great experience to this point. She was unanimous All-State Tourney first team pick in 2019 and was named one of the 25 underclassmen to watch in the spring of 2020 by Volleyball Magazine and was a third team All-American. So everybody's got their eyes on Audra. We were lucky enough to sign her to the Huskies, and I think the Pac-12 should already be watching out. Um, She's done a whole bunch at the high school level, and again, she will join a great group of outside hitters already in the program. Great team to learn from, and her and Imani will make a great duo for this class of 21 on that line there. So super excited about these three, and to round out the four, last but not least, Molly Wilson. Molly's a 5'11 setter from Murrieta, California. She has some great tournament wins as well, winning the Northern Lights tourney in 2019, and her team finished second at the Junior Nationals USA Division in 2018. She won a state championship as a junior, and that was a crazy win. They were the fifth seed, but with Molly leading the way, they were able to get that, that uh, state championship. She was named to the All-State team in 2019, the All-SoCal Varsity team, and the All-Southwestern League team for the second time. She's got a ton of great athletes in her family who have had, you know, collegiate and professional experience, and she's graduated with a 4.0 GPA. So Molly's got the academics. She's got immense athletic talent. She will be a great contributor to the Huskies early on and throughout her four years. All four of these gals are natural fits for the Huskies. We are so thrilled to have them joining the program. They are excited to join the Huskies, and us in the dog pack cannot wait to cheer them on. So while we wait for fall of 21, Let's watch the 2020 Huskies, and we can't wait to see this group join the team. Go dogs! To this point, we've focused on our fall sports and their recruiting classes, but we'll add a little bonus in with track and field because our track and cross-country programs are running year-round. So let's focus on who they were able to bring in for the class of 21. First among them is Nathan Green, the number one ranked runner in the country for the class of 21. Uh, according to Mile Split, Nathan is a distance runner from Boise, Idaho. He has done pretty much everything at the high school level there, competing at Bora High School, and he is going to be an early and continuous contributor for the Huskies. He brings a lot of speed to the table, incredible numbers. I would not be surprised to see him putting out great results out of the gates in the fall of 21. Up next, here locally, we've got Julia David-Smith, a distance runner from Issaquah, Washington, who absolutely crushed the field at the 2019 uh, Washington 4A Cross-Country Championships, winning by an insane margin of 56 seconds as a junior. She also took 18th in the nation at Nike Cross Nationals that year, and she joins her sister Camilla as a dog. So, great family of purple and gold, and Julia is going to 
bring a ton to the table with those stunning numbers. We're super glad she stayed local and that she'll be a dog. And keeping it in the family, it's going to be a whole bunch of fun to watch those two sisters continue to compete for the Huskies. Another local prospect, Anthony Smith from Eastside Catholic. He is a superstar sprinter. Um, he put up a 6.83 time in the 60-meter at Dempsey earlier this year. So he's already familiar with the venue and doing crazy things there and set PRs of 10.64 in the 100-meter, 21.38 in the 200-meter, and 48.06 in the 400-meter as just a junior. Hopefully he's got a full season of track ahead of him in the spring and he's going to continue to improve on those numbers, but he doesn't have to prove anything anymore. He has already proven that he is a speed demon and we are so lucky to have him and our other two signees as dogs coming up for 2021 and 2022 seasons. So we can't wait to watch a ton of talent across the distance and sprint teams. This is a great group. They're going to be a ton of fun to watch. That Husky track and field program and our cross-country programs are re-emerging as top teams in the nation. So they're going to be a part of that journey back to the top. We're thrilled. Go dogs! If you're hoping to hear more about signing day, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to have to stick around. We're going to break it up. We'll have our winter sports covered next weekend. We will not be taking a break between episodes, so that will be up next Sunday. And the following Sunday, we will talk about our spring sports and their signees. So much great content, so many great student-athletes to talk about. I know we all want to do it all in one episode, but we're going to break it up. And I strongly encourage you to stick with us, if not for those uh, signing day discussions, but also for our interview this coming weekend with Husky assistant basketball coach Will Conroy. This is going to be a great episode focused on our winter sports and especially basketball with the basketball season coming up in 10 days from when I'm recording this now. We're going to have Husky hoops in action in the Husky Classic Tournament right there at Alaska Airlines Arena. So basketball season's coming up. We want to get an episode out and get you ready for that. I'll leave you with this. Stay safe, stay home, stay healthy, and go dogs.